This episode was recorded before we realised we had ADHD. We've left our old episodes up as we now recognise our struggles and helpful tips were all ADHD related and we hope that they can help you too. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Just please be aware we won't specifically mention ADHD. Welcome to A Dopamine Kit, your weekly dose of positivity. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week as we help change your habits, tackle fears and challenge your mindset. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of A Dopamine Kick. Today, we're going to be talking about mastering your imposter syndrome. Mastering imposter syndrome. But before we talk about that, I just want to remind you all, please consider subscribing to the podcast. You can do that by following the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to, and that will just help you Keep up to date, really, with future episodes that we release. Also, we do encourage you to stick around to the end to listen to our little kicker, which we feel is something you can take away from each episode. And last week, our little kicker was a challenge about trying to change your negative thought processes. So we hope you got on really, really well with that. And we hope that you'll stick around for our little kicker this week. So I think it would be really nice if we gave a few examples of when we stopped ourselves being negative. We said last week that we were going to also do the challenge with you as well. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Sparky. Give me one time this week that you stopped yourself with a negative thought. Okay, so a lot of you on here know that I edit the podcast and I have a tendency really when I'm editing to think about the negatives of the episode. So I'll think about my voice or something that I've said wrong or whatever and one of the recent episodes that I was editing, I thought, I'm gonna, I'm just going to have to message Shell and say to Shell, you know, this episode is awful, we need to redo it again. And then I thought, do you know what? No, I need to stop doing this. Let me stop this negative thought in its tracks right now. Nothing has to be perfect. I don't need to keep doing this. It just wastes a lot of time. So I was able to sort of stop that negative thought and think, actually, let me carry on. Let's keep doing this and see how I feel about it. And in the end, the episode actually turned out to be okay, actually. And I thought... I'm, I'm quite proud of myself that I was able to do that because it's something that I can easily spiral into a pit of negativity. Good, well done. So, Shell, I've spoke about mine. What about you? Have you had any negative spirals and stopped yourself this week? I my, mine's a bit more. My example is a bit more superficial. So, mine is is to do with my appearance, and I've been toying for ages with getting a pair of dungarees. I really like the way they look on like the models and stuff. I haven't I haven't owned any since I was a child. And I've just really been holding back, thinking like, oh, I don't really know if they, they suit my um, chubby mummy body. <laughs> um, and, and that's a really negative thought. So this week, I finally silenced that voice and got myself a pair of dungarees. And I love them. Uh, you know, I probably don't look as, I mean, I definitely don't look as good as the, the models. But you know what? They're comfy and I'm happy I'm wearing them right now and they're bringing Amazing. me so much joy. So I'm glad I did that. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you for actually sticking with that and wearing them right now because it just goes to show that you could have just thrown them off, put them in a cupboard somewhere and never looked at them again because, you know, you've associated that negative thought with those dungarees and they wouldn't have seen the light of day. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's taken me about two years of um, wanting to buy some to actually get around to doing it so and now you're a dungaree wearer now and now I'm a dungaree wearer my mummy wardrobe is complete <laughs> do you know what I get this sometimes think you know I'm a little bit older now like what do, what do I wear at my age sometimes you can overthink it can't you and overanalyze it and you think okay stop thinking about it it's going to be fine yeah just wear what makes you comfortable yeah 
Doesn't matter if it's fashionable. It's what looks good on you. <laughs> well, I mean, you come on, shall we? Do have to have an element of fashion somewhere? I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lose all my style just because I'm older. <laughs> I'm not going to go out like wearing like loafers. Hey, I've got loafers. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a good pair of loafers. <laughs> yeah, they're more like boat shoes, but yeah, I think I think the, the proper name is loafers. <laughs> I love them. They're so comfy. Do you know what? I'm actually sitting here thinking. I probably don't even know what a loafer looks like, if I'm honest with you. I think it's just it's, it's a funny word. <laughs> Makes it sound unfashionable. Just like so down on loafers, then you probably find your own a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I probably do. I am going to Google a picture of loafers. Yeah, you know what? If uh, if you're listening to this and you want to educate Sparky, please feel free to uh, message us in with pictures of you wearing your loafers. Oh, okay. So I do own a pair of loafers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually? I actually do. I, I love actually it. do. And they're quite expensive, actually. Yeah, loafers are nice shoes. Some here for 765 quid. Wow, okay, yeah. Ooh. I don't, I don't own those. They look quite cool, actually, with no shoes. You're spiralling. <laughs> Maybe let's get back to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. So, we'll go through a little bit uh, what that is. So, imposter syndrome is that feeling of feeling like a fraud... Uh, you know, feeling like you don't belong and that someone will find out that you're not meant to be there. It's downplaying yourself, your achievements, believing that luck has got you this far. I'd say it's it's usually felt more in a workplace scenario, but, you, you know, it can creep into other aspects of your life as well. Also, when we talk about imposter syndrome, it can be things like, I'm not getting this, so I'm clearly terrible at it. Or, you know, if it's not perfect, then it's not valid. And if I can't do it, then, you know, is this really for me? You know, there's so many different things. It's only a matter of time before someone finds out if I'm a fraud. And imposter syndrome can also be drawn to the conclusion that it's sort of like black and white thinking. So things such as, I'm not getting this, so I'm clearly terrible at it. And if it's not perfect, then there's no point. It's not valid. If I can't do it, then is it really worth it? Is it really real? Things like it's only a matter of time before someone finds out I'm a fraud. Or things like, you know, if if I was really good at this, I should be crushing it and I'm not. So what's the point? That's what we do when, when, we're talking, when we think about this black and white thinking. We're actually thinking that we're an imposter because we've got these two opposing views they're, they're so opposite each other, so it's black and white. And it, it also causes us to have a pressure on ourselves to overachieve and you know prove your worth that way. Um, and it can cause real anxiety over being discovered or, or failing and you know proving that you know all these anxieties were valid. Um, and if you want some more help with fear of failure, please check out our episode seven and we go into that in more detail. Um, and it's something that can happen to anybody sparky when was the last time you felt like a fraud do you know what i feel like a fraud all the time and it's horrible saying it because it makes it sound like i'm being fake and that's not what i mean here it's not like oh i'm going to be discovered as like a fraud it's a it's a little bit more intense than that i just underplay everything because i don't want to be seen as someone that's not good enough so an example that i have this week is I mean, I get messages all the time being a photographer. Can you, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you, can you photograph this? But one example that really sticks out to me is I had somebody message me about photographing their wedding. And obviously I knew this person and uh, they asked me to photograph their wedding. And I was like, oh no, no. Why have they asked me to do this? Because I can't do this. Like I, I know these people. What if it all goes wrong? Like 
maybe they should find somebody else, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, I really love your work. And you're like, yeah, but you're just saying that because you know me. Like, it's not true. I didn't want to admit to them that I didn't feel like I was capable of photographing their wedding. I mean, it's quite bad, really, when you think about it. There's a lot more pressure when it's someone you know, isn't it? You feel like you don't want to let let them down yeah and 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 those are the intense feelings that you you come up with like you're thinking oh i just can't do it you know it's not going to be perfect why do they want me no there's no point in me doing it you're going to realize it's a mistake to hire me so why bother so when it gets to the realms of making up little white lies just to get out of it you know it's bad (laughs) that's when you know it's bad yeah how about you have you have you got any examples yeah i mean definitely for me work as well so um, I constantly question my knowledge, whether I know enough, whether I, um, whether someone knows more than me on a particular topic. You know, my work involves quite a lot of academic achievements, um, but it's been a long time since I did any sort of coursework or exams. Getting on for about five, six years since I last did any coursework or exams, but I still sometimes, in periods of stress, will have dreams where I wake up and I feel this like clutching panic that I've forgotten to hand in an assignment or that I've I'm missing a deadline about about an assignment I haven't had an assignment to hand in for about five years (laughs) but I still have that that sort of worry that I'm missing something and and one day someone will realize that I I've got no idea what I'm talking about oh no Really? So you actually wake up in the middle of the night and like, oh my God, I've, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. And yeah. And sometimes it'll be so real that it will be like an actual module. Like, oh, so you're so in a module. Yeah. So it won't be like a, I, w- I wake up with a vague feeling like I've forgotten to do something. It will be like, oh God, I forgot to do module B. And like, I'll remember all like the, the, the bits of the course and think I should have handed in an assignment on that. And like, it just can feel so real sometimes. I know. That sounds crazy though, doesn't it? The fact that this, this sort of imposter syndrome can affect you to that level where it's, it, you're having dreams about it and you're waking up thinking that you've, you, you've missed modules and things like it, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, like yeah. whether, it's, whether it's work, whether it's relationships or something else, the fact that it can affect you this way is, 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 is incredible really. Not, not in a, in an incredible way, you know, but it's incredible that it affects you this way. And, you know, if you look at all of the areas of yeah. our lives, you know, I think all the time all my successes are flukes or I've got a new project to do and then this project will be a disaster and then, oh, it's okay, I finished the project. It wasn't that much of a disaster. Mm, and then, that's big. Oh, crap, I've got a new project to do and it just starts all over again, like a cycle. And I feel as well, like the, the further I progress in my career, so the more senior I become, the worse the imposter syndrome is. So when I was sort of a more um, junior vet, the expectations on me weren't really that high and I felt comfortable meeting them. But as I get more experienced and people expect more from me, I definitely feel like... Oh, there's more pressure there. I haven't really... There's more There's more. Yeah, pressure. there's a lot more pressure you there. Know, I think it's because there's a lot more pressure there for you. Everyone is listening to you as the expert. Whereas when you're a bit of a junior and... I, I'll say this from like when I've been in roles as well, where you you don't take on that much responsibility, as much responsibility. You kind of feel like, oh, you know, everyone knows that I'm not senior. Everyone knows that I don't have all the answers. So it's fine to sort of like fail a little bit more or think like that. Definitely. 
And then when you get to a point where people are asking you for advice and are asking you questions, you just think, <laughs> oh God, why are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you and like you just sit there thinking like i don't know that this is me anyway look i'm a crazy awkward mess of a person who tries really hard <laughs> to impress people but i've got zero talent <laughs> like so, so so why i thought you were talking about me then <laughs> no that, i think that could describe us both <laughs> but you know what if you actually think about it other people probably think that you're pretty cool. That's why they're asking for your advice. But you just don't see it. that way. You just think of it as like, why are you asking me? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> like, yeah. go, go and ask somebody else who's an expert because I'm no expert. But really, deep down, you are an expert in your field in just many different ways. And I think it's really funny how when you look at imposter syndrome, how how easy it is to spiral down that slope. You know, a simple little thing like, can I speak to you in my office? And it could be that you're at work and they're going to tell you something positive. But in your mind, it's like, oh, no, no, I'm getting fired, which is, <laughs> which is a start. That's a, neg- that's, a, that's a negative thought pattern. And then you start thinking, they realised it was a mistake to hire me. You know, maybe they've started to realise I'm a mistake. And then they'll say something like, oh, Sparky, you know, you're doing a really great job and I'm going to give you a raise. And then you're like, oh no, really, I'm getting a raise, like, that means more days till they realise I'm a mistake. <laughs> you yeah, know? And you that get... means the fall will be all the greater. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're expecting me to be better. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it goes that one step above negative thoughts, because negative thoughts is, oh no, I'm getting fired, and then, oh no, I'm not getting fired. Whereas this one, it creeps in like an imposter, it's like, oh no, I'm not getting fired. But now it's going to be even worse because now I've got more time to prove. Yeah, I've made this worse for myself. Like I've continued, the deceit is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> the deceit. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> and it's like you were saying earlier, compliments as well. You know, we get compliments and how we look. And I get this all the time. People just say to me, just take a compliment. Please just take the compliment. Because it doesn't matter what happens in my life if anybody gives me a compliment I won't ever agree with them and if I do agree with them I'm just agreeing with them to humor them because I think that they're lying or you know or they're just being nice or you know they're family members they've they've got to say that oh yeah downplay friends you know they would say that or they're strangers of course they'd say that because they don't really know me you know what I mean so you can't win it's just, <laughs> it's just a spiral. It's, it, it's it, a spiral. I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit now. So we should probably talk about the science bit. So I'll leave this part up to Shell because, as you know, Shell loves the science part and I love hearing it as well. So over to you. I do. I do love my science. So the science bit today sort of links in a little bit with what I was saying earlier about the, the higher you are and the, the more pressure you have on yourself Um, sometimes the worst imposter syndrome can be. So we'll link to this study in the show notes um, that it was basically uh, looking at um, clinicians at different levels in their career. Um, And what they found is it's not just underperforming um, or failing clinicians who struggle and require support. Um, Self-doubt affects all clinicians at all career stages. So I think that's really important because, you know, sometimes you can look at people who are much higher above you 
and think, oh, they've got it all together. They know everything. They're, you know, must be so nice to be in that space. But actually, they're probably experiencing the same doubts and worry. Um, they've just maybe learned to cope with it better or, or hide it a bit better. But everybody has those same doubts. So I thought that was 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 really um, poignant, that study. So that's a great study there because it shows that even the most successful people in their areas uh, struggle with this as well. And it's a great comfort to know that, you know, other people do feel this way too. So now let's go on to how to deal with this. And the first one we've got for you this week is to recognise that you will always feel uncomfortable starting something new and pushing your boundaries. You're always going to feel uncomfortable whenever you start something new. And I think I spoke about this before about driving and how when you get into the car, you know, you're never just going to pull off and be a good driver. It ta- it's a process to learn stuff. So when you look at it from that perspective, it does take time for you to learn things. So if you're thinking, I'm a fraud, you're not a fraud. You just haven't done it before. You just need to realize that it takes time and it takes practice. You need to go through that process to be able to know everything. And even when you do get to that stage, you still might not know everything. So you just need to remember that every winner was once a beginner. Why do I Why do I always take the long way around explaining something? I just never go from like from A to B from the conversation. It's like a really long winded way. It's like A, B, C, D, F, G. <laughs> it's like A, B, G, C, Z, E. It's good. Sparky's monologues, I said. It's going to be a feature in the podcast. no. I don't want that pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that pressure. See, that's imposter syndrome. You'd be great at monologues. No. You already do it anyway. Okay, so the second point that we've got is to check your environment. So women, and especially women of colour, are more likely to feel imposter syndrome. And this isn't due to any inherent weakness, um, but due to microaggressions and fewer professional role models. It's hopefully something that's changing more and more over time. But if you're suddenly having these feelings at work that you've not had before, it's worth considering if your workplace environment is playing a role. And don't underestimate how much a toxic workplace can have an impact on your mental health and your self-confidence. And the final thing that we've got is to control your inner critic. So really, at its basic, all imposter syndrome is, is your inner critic out of control, making you doubt yourself and your abilities. So if you haven't already, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to episodes 9 to 11 for ways to control your inner dialogue. This is something that we keep coming back to time and time again in the podcast. The things that you say to yourself in your inner dialogue, you would never say to someone else. And when you're faced with that harsh critique day after day after day, that is going to wear you down and make you start believing things that aren't true. So if you do feel like you're somebody who, when someone says that you're doing a good job, you question what, you question why, you question yourself, you question have you met me, you question your reality, and you think things like, oh, maybe they're just trying to be nice, maybe they don't really understand me, maybe they'll find me out to be a fraud, maybe at one point all this is going to come crashing down and people are going to realise who I really am then you probably are suffering from imposter syndrome. And we really do hope that some of these tips can really help you. So now it's on to our little kicker this week, which I've been excited for because I love the little kicker at the end. And we do the little kicker every week because we want to make sure that you're taking something away 
from the podcast. And we try to choose things like challenges and quotes that are going to leave you with a little thought. So this week we've got a little quote, haven't we, Shell? Because we did the challenge last week. So we want to just mix it up a little bit. So this week we've got a quote from Michelle Obama. Um, and the reason that I've picked this one is to really hammer home imposter syndrome affects everybody. Um, so her quote is, I still have a little imposter syndrome. It doesn't go away, that feeling that you shouldn't take me seriously. What do I know? I share that with you because we all have doubts in our abilities about our power and what that power is. I think it's just so comforting to know that a woman in such a high level position can still have doubts in her own ability um, and it makes me feel more valid in my own fears and, and, and doubts as well. So we'll leave you with that this week. All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast, wherever you're listening, as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.